You know how to whistle, don't you, Steve? You just put your lips together and blow. Prepare to be astonished. Doing this, welcome to headline this. We're back, and and who would have thought that I'd roll back into the interview format? <laughs> I'm Stephen Radford, and uh, you're listening to headline this. The noise in the background is my son. This is life. I'm not going to disguise it. Um, we're we're doing this roar. We're going to keep it roar, and. Uh, you know, I enjoyed those days when uh, we listened to Battlestar Galactica podcasts with Ronald D. Moore and his wife would come in with shopping and they'd have their little conversation on the side when we're, you know, supposed to be talking about um, Cylons and uh, spaceships and explosions. And it was really cool, you know, and, it, and it's, it's great. It adds texture and, I, and I'm not afraid to have a baby come wandering in and uh, make some uh, outlandish loud requests for uh, food and drink. Uh, so it's going to happen, folks. So strap on, <laughs> strap on, <laughs> strap in, and uh, be ready. Uh, so, so why is it taking so long for me to to come back with an interview format podcast? Uh, why is it taking over two years? I mean, I've I've been fighting a battle in my head. Um, the one battle is, of course, the realism, the background noise. The, uh, the you know, this is life. We're we're doing this in our home. We're not in a studio. If we were in a studio, then things would be completely different. It's not so much that it's it's hard to listen to, which I'm I'm trying to put that into consideration. I'm trying to make sure that audiences, uh, listeners, sorry, audiences. Yeah, we've got crowds of people sitting in an auditorium just listening to a, 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 an iPod. Um, iPod. <laughs> Well, I don't just go to MySpace and uh, no. Um, okay, now Lee Thorne, who I who I'm having a conversation with today, by the way, this is uh, this is the Lee Thorne episode. Uh, I haven't spoken to Lee ever since uh, we finished uh, college back in 1999. We went our separate ways, and it wasn't until well a decade later when I actually did a vanity search on his name and found this wonderful creation of uh, Pyramid Head. A recreation of the Silent Hill character. I, I, it's hard to really pinpoint what you call it. I mean, this guy, he's an engineer. He's a costume designer that is less to do with garments and more to do with architecture. The patience that he has for this is incredible. I mean, I mean the talent of this guy, the ability to just not only just figure out the build from images alone, but to scale them, to draw them piece by piece like a jigsaw of the night sky. It's impressive. It really is impressive stuff. You can see his build for Pyramid Head and Robocop online. You can see the progression. There's a lot of progression videos. And, uh, and you know that it takes months to engineer and create, let alone paint and, and to also maintain. I mean, these, these things need maintenance, and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours. And uh, to fit it in and have a family, um, you've, you've got to be impressed. You've got to be impressed for, for, for something like this that, that you could easily just give up and say, okay, well, I'm not going to finish this. 
But Lee's not that kind of a guy. Lee's somebody who really wants to do the work. He wants to do the graft, whether it being short film, whether it be story. I, I mean, I, I'm impressed by anybody who follows through on projects. And if you don't know Lee, perhaps this is a chance for you to understand the whole cosplay thing as well from the inside looking out. I have to admit, I'm not a costume wearer at conventions. I think I'm, I'm just far too self-conscious, and uh, I'm also limited as to what I can do. I'm quite a tall person, and I, I, I kind of just think, well, who is there? Who is there that I can do that isn't a cliché, you know? When you think of cos cosplay, you think of those uh, people who wear latex molds on their heads. They glue in a little bit of brown fuzz, and then they wear kitchen utensils in order to embody a half-hearted attempt at a Klingon. You can see Google Images for those uh, sidewalk pizzas, but uh, but no, no, the, the, these cosplayers have a craft. They live through the design of their creations, and it's something of a spectacle. They're more about uh, embodying a character that they have they've come to love. It, it's incredibly freeing, I can imagine. So that's enough from me. It's time to get into this conversation with Lee Thorne. And uh, okay, I'm reckoning with the sound quality. I'm I'm getting there. Um, I'm happy with this one. I am happy. It's quite a long one, so strap in. That's better. No strap on. That's something else. Strap in. I'm trying hard to reckon with it, and uh, and from time to time we do have a bit of a sound fallout, but I'm not gonna disguise it. I left it in there. I didn't edit it out because that's reality, and I think it's beautiful. Reality is something that we need to embrace. Sometimes reality can imitate art, you know. So now let's talk to Lee Thorne. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I'd say I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of writing recently. And I'm um, about, about to enter a competition, actually. Um, uh, I'm just um, in talks with someone who's, um, you know, I, I got talking to a guy in Cannes. And um, yeah. I sort of stayed in contact with him. And um, I've had a few um, people on Twitter and uh, a few other uh, social media sites trying to um, get me to sort of pass my script towards them and I'm petrified of copyright problems. Oh yeah, um, we all are. We all are. It's it's terrifying. I've just con I've just re uh, reconnected this week actually because uh, um the people who've proofread the script have said it's amazing and it should be a novel apparently. And um uh it's hundred and thirty five pages which is, you know, a few pages too many really standard yes yes and the problem is i've got here and um, where i live is i keep trying to make short films but on a small island um people back out mm -hmm. and because you're not paying them they, everybody wants their name in the credits but nobody wants to do the work that's true everybody wants to see their everyone everyone wants to see them big names and they all want to sit there watching a premiere of their short film or feature film but nobody will do the graft. That's um, And to find a, a handful of people that will do the graft, and if you're directing and writing something, it's finding someone 
who will just trust you when you say, look, I need to do a scene like this. This is the way it is. And they go, but it doesn't, doesn't look right. Don't you direct or worry about it. Just let me do that. <laughs> you're in Jersey now, right? So your mm-hmm. your film community must be quite small. Yeah, it is small. I mean, there's small little groups that pop up and have their burst, as it were, mm-hmm. where they, they get a project on the go and everyone gets interested. But once again, um, on a small island like this, people don't realise that um, once once you start doing something, it's a long... So to film a five-minute scene can take three days. That's it, yes. And this is... And, and they don't understand that. They think, well, right, well, you've got a guy in a room uh, and, and uh, he's talking to somebody. Right, well, that's only going to take... I, I can fit you in between... Um, I can I can come in and help you between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Yeah, And you yeah. think, well... I, I need you for a day, and then we might need to reshoot the next day. Because um, they don't seem to understand simple things like, you know, if there's a, a piano against a wall, say, mm-hmm. they don't realise if you're filming from another angle, there is no wall there for the camera crew. <laughs> and the lighting and everything else. You know, you've got to move things around and use your imagination. We don't have sets, you know. It's never that easy. Yeah, and then, yeah so this is what's happened now is um, mm-hmm. uh, I've got my biggest problem is I can't stop writing, uh, which is quite interesting because um, I'm highly dyslexic, and um, I was told at school that um, I would never write anything. My teachers said that, um, you know, you you basically am, am a write-off, <laughs> as it were. Isn't that, isn't that, that just the uh, way back in the 80s and 90s? People just didn't have a clue. Yeah. Uh, it was funny if technology is doing it for me because um, um, I've got some amazing little things. There's a, there's a new um, add-on, actually, a Google add-on. I think you can get it for anyone. It's called Grammarly mm-hmm. for Chrome. Um, and um, if, if you're uh, a dyslexic, um, it's a must-have tool because um, it's, it, helps, it helps you in more ways. I managed to um, do my first, uh, after, after I did the last script, I used Grammarly to completely check it and it logs all your errors for you and keeps stats on you and it can see patterns that happen and it, mm-hmm. and it can really help you with your, um, your writing. So that, that was fantastic. Um, but yeah, basically I was, I was basically told I'd never write anything and, um, and n- now I find myself in a situation where it's like last night alone, I had a dream last night and, um, I've got a really good idea for something. I woke up and said to the wife straight away, let's have this amazing dream. Okay, it starred um, uh, the bird from Resident Evil, which isn't a bad thing. Um, <laughs> but um, I had this dream and uh, all these things happened, uh, which I won't tell you because I'm going to write it all down. Yeah, yeah. And um, I said to her, that, that's a, that sounds like a really good film. And she said, yeah, it does. I mean, I can't write that down. Um, Especially if you get validation from your other half. Um, half asleep in in bed. If you get it, it, that's a, that's a pitch and a half already, so you know it's got to have legs. <laughs> yeah, she didn't throw a pillow at me and tell me to make her tea. Yeah. That's good. But, um, yeah, this that's the thing. I, I write I write shorts and I was helping other people. And then I've just started writing features just because mm-hmm. I can just keep writing and um, and really go into a world. And um, that's it. And now I've got a couple. I've got a couple of features sitting around now, and they're sitting on a shelf gathering dust. And yeah. I keep to get people on the island to help me. Um, I'm not a producer. It yeah. just comes down to it. I love to direct, 
Uh, I love to write. You love to perform. And I even love to dabble. I love to dabble in the acting. Yeah, um, you do. But but if you were to like in the last few projects, people have all suddenly said, "Right, Lee, we'll do some work with you." I say, "I need a producer, and I can't get one." And they all look to me and go, "Well, what do we what do we do next?" And I'm like, "Well, actually, that's not my that's not my area." Yeah. And um, getting somebody on your side over here. That's, that will actually just stick with you and do their producing and get things together. That's impossible. I've had a couple of people who have uh, said, yeah, I'll produce and I've got a project going and then they've, they've just stopped producing and stopped helping. So. It just sounds like you're a twin to, to my experience. This is exactly <laughs> the same uh, thing that's been going on. And, and the writing never stops. And I think that's because your, your creative brain is, is, Basically, it's taken over both sides of, of on the left side and your right side, and and I think it's that sense of business, the business side of things. It's very difficult to to kind of manage uh, because mm. you you know you know it takes a lot of work, and you understand that that certain things need to take place in order to get productions going, but you need the person who has that that other side of the brain to kind of take take all that so that, they, that you can worry about the creative side and they can worry about the the management side of it all yeah no that's absolutely true mm-hmm. so, um, so, so what i've done is now um i i had one of those moments where um you know i follow um like there's a, a great um uh, twitter feed on um, um the pages uh-huh. um, competition that uh, happens in hollywood or in la and um yeah uh, it's a competition where you enter it's for new time writers they enter and I was desperately trying to get it in for the deadline, but um, I wanted to make sure that I was trying to knock this. I was trying to get the pages down. It was like 144 pages, and I was just trying to trim it and trim it and trim it. And yeah, but I basically, uh, I basically went through and just took out any directions in there that were obvious and not needed that the director could worry about, and just get the story. Yeah, that's and, it. And um, I got it down to 133 pages, something like that, and. Uh, whatever it is and it's just I've come to the conclusion I can't get it down any smaller without ruining the story mm-hmm. and everyone looks and no one's ever going to make it here so I'm going to enter it so I've talked to my, 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 my contacts as it were and uh, yeah yeah who knows what will happen with that but um, yeah it, it's uh, it's worth doing definitely because I, I think that uh, you, you've had ideas You've worked on a lot of um, of, of things, uh, as I can see with the Prima, Primavera. Is it uh, Primavera? Yeah, pictures. Pictures, yeah. And uh, did you yeah. did you did you write uh, most of those, all of those, or were you a part uh, of in Primavera? What it is, uh, most of the writing on Primavera actually, uh, you'll find is um, Matt uh, Lamarcon oh, from, yeah. from over here. He does a lot of the writing on there, um, and you'll see there's a lot of films where um, he's he's directed there. Um, he loves writing, directing. Um, um, this is the thing: we, we're just trying to work on a system where we all get a turn each at the moment. Because um, uh, well, that's good. That's another problem with a, 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 with a little small company that we've got, where we're doing a lot of um, um, non. Non, it's non money making. You know, don't make any money on it. No short but, films, um, you don't. You, you, you really. Yeah, rarely, do you? we 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 
yeah, we enjoy making them promises. We've all we've all pretty much had kids, <laughs> yeah. got married. That's it. That's and what um, it, it slows down the process. I mean, uh, to be a really good uh, filmmaker, you've got to be someone that's uh, either divorced or an alcoholic, crazy person who lives in a house on their own. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that, that's really hard to... I've actually worked with that person before as well, but they turn out to be just as unreliable as the rest. Really. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah no, it's hard. Luckily, my, my wife's um, very positive, and yeah. she's not a big fan of reading some of my scripts because um, the thing about myself is some of the stuff I've written. Um, I've come to a conclusion that I'm getting fed up of trying to write what other people want me to write, so mm. I've started trying to just myself a little bit more in the side of things that I like. I do like really dark comedies. Yeah. I love, uh, you know, I love um, Lynch stuff. Anything that challenges the yes. brain and gets you thinking. Um, I don't want to sit for two hours watching a film, uh, eat my popcorn and say at the end, oh yeah, that was good. Um, I loved all that CG fighting. It was fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I actually really do like to come away from it and think, I need to see that again. Yeah, um, I like to not understand it the first time. So you're a There's... Mulholland Drive, Lost Highway, um, Lynchian. Yeah, yeah. This, this, you know, I, I love Lynch. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, I just, I just, it's, it's not, it's not just the darkness of it. It's, it's the, it's it... sort of the, 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 the world and the stories yeah. and the, the idea that people have to go within themselves to locate a part of themselves to actually really know what's going on around them and and to You're find right. out really what the world that we're living in is that there's the picture that everyone knows that we're, that's here but then there's also that 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 realm of um what really goes on very jg ballard everything the house may be a house with a nice family but really within them walls that life the craziness that can go on in there yeah. Uh, what makes them put the tie on? Why does he do his job? Yeah, it, it's, the fascinating, it's, it's the things in between that, that people, general, well, mainstream audiences can't handle because it's the stuff that they don't like to pay attention to in, in life in general. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely the more, um, it's, it's the more artistic. Um, side of cinema that that uh, I've, I've I've always imagined that you were that kind of a person who would would, would go into Lynch eventually because <laughs> uh, back in the day I mean when when I when I met you um, it was yeah it was a, the, the Alien franchise of course was our big thing that we had in common we we talked about it every day I think um, yeah back, yeah yeah and and the, the the fascination with with certain films like Death and the Maiden Copycat. Uh, films that were kind of subversive enough, but I, I don't think back in back in that time, we we didn't really get into Lynch. We didn't really get into um, the avant-garde filmmaking as as much. I, I think it probably yeah. took a few years for that to kind of sink in. Uh, I think we, we we were still very new to the uh, to the ideas of it all. We understood who Hitchcock was. We we were loving the idea of Scorsese and all those those contemporaries mm. from new wave cinema but but i i think for me lynch came quite late on and i was like all of a sudden it just changed my world around and uh it fascinated me i think the venial society is kind of reminds me of, of a kind of a lynchian nightmare the the, t- the tone of that film reminded me of that yeah yeah well this is the thing i think 
reason why is it, back when we were at college and stuff, yeah. it was very hard to know. Basically, the only really knowledge you had was what was in the library and around. And I'm not a big reader. Exactly. And, <laughs> and whatever came up. I don't think anything anybody else. Telly. Yeah. Rarely yeah, came up on telly, though. <laughs> that kind of stuff rarely yeah. appeared on the television. Yeah. And the problem was um, there wasn't a big access to the library, uh, uh, the internet. You know, mm-hmm. the internet was a big turning point for me for everything I do right now. Yes. Um, because um, I can communicate with a very niche market out there for things I like, and there are people which... Um, like what I like, and then I, I can bounce off them a lot more when you can't really do it when you live in a small town and no one's really on the same wavelength. <laughs> That's it. But yeah, the, the internet really helped me, um, you know, get get hold and see films that I would never see. And um, yeah, and, and back at college, I mean, things like Death and the Maiden, uh, I've always been a, a big fan of my Sigourney Weaver films and I love her as an actress. I think she's incredible. Mm-hmm. And Death and the Maiden, as well as being a fantastic play, um, was made into this film, which I think a lot of people have never seen it. And for her to be such a big actress, they've never seen that movie. And it is such a powerful performance in there. It is. And that's one that get me is I love the fact that sometimes you only need two rooms, one room and a really good actor. Yes. Yeah, that'd be a dream come true. <laughs> it's the economy of it all, and and then the idea of having music as an organic component, uh, as a as a as a mm-hmm. predator in that movie, the music was as much as a predator as Ben Kingsley was, and the the yeah. it's just the the economy of it all. It was beautiful, and uh, I I think that was that was probably the first time. Um, I, I kind of stepped off the wagon of all this mass market rubbish and actually started to go on. I think you probably were the, the person who, who started me off in the right direction, I think. So, <laughs> so the, 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 for that, you know, I, I think the short time that we spent together in college, those couple of years where we did drama, um, it was, mm. it was, uh, I, I view that as an, as an important encounter, definitely. Mm. Yeah, it definitely was. It definitely <laughs> was. It's funny. Um... I, I I do have um it's it's strange actually um I've been trying to think back to my college years and um I moved backwards and forwards between Barrow uh, and Boston a, a couple of times and I I can't seem to put my finger on why and what was going on then I think a lot of this due to my my family was moving around and all yeah. things were happening during that sort of during my, you know, 16, 17, or whatever age I was, and... Um, crazy times. Yeah, it is crazy, because um, I, I can't quite recall exactly when I was where, where I was and when, and it's all a bit of a jumble yeah. between um, college and Boston College and myself living in the lakes and, and, and Lincolnshire. It's, it was a very strange time for me, that. Absolutely. Yeah, it was very strange. And, time. and then afterwards, uh, we, we kind of went our separate ways, and it seems as though that life just mm-hmm. took over. And uh, 
we, we, you know, you're, you're kind of in my mind every so often, especially when I was in Australia and, and writing or anything like that. It, it, there was like flashbacks. And it seemed as though we'd never actually had the opportunity. For some reason, we've never, we actually never had the opportunity to just pick up the phone or to, to check in with each other until, until late on, until I found Pyramid Head <laughs> on the internet. And there you were. I was like, okay, I know this guy. <laughs> And it's not Edward Norton, well, is, it's, it's Lee Thorne. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah. say things have changed. I've, I've got my hair. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think some people might not even recognise me anymore. Um, they just probably recognise my voice more than my, my appearance. Definitely. Um, but, you know, the, uh, the, the, the pyramid head and my, my, my costumes has been a really strange thing because um, mm. I was... Uh, I think I was the first person on YouTube back in um, 2007 yes. to uh, to make a video um, on how to make a, um, a pyramid head costume, how I would make one. So I basically stood the camera in front of myself and made a video, mm-hmm. and it went pretty wild on the net um, because all the Sand Hill fans out there saw it and saw me, and I, I get contact constantly i mean it's not it's not a terrible thing but it's so strange how um <laughs> technically put a cardboard box on my head and um <laughs> and i'm known for it i mean when last time i was at comic-con <laughs> people were coming up to me like whoa it's black 79 yeah um, that's it and uh, and the funny thing about that is there's, there's what 130,000 people in there and when you've got people walking up to you and saying you're dax it's really weird because um, you, you become and, uh, known for something you never thought you'd ever be known for. It's <laughs> who would have thought? In a cardboard. <laughs> but it's more than that. It, it's more than that because I think you because you were the first one to probably do the pyramid um, head costume in in such a a clear and um, a, the presentation was right. You did it in parts. Mm. You didn't. You didn't just put it all into one video. You actually separated it all. You, you documented how you do it. You were doing it every step, and I think that that was mm-hmm. that was unheard of at that time. People weren't doing those kind of. Now now everybody's doing them. Mm. You only have to type in Silent Hill and your name comes up. So you know. <laughs> well, this is this was one of the funniest um, searches. I think I, I think I Instagrammed a picture of it a long time ago. Um, it was along the lines of. Um, I was uh, checking on, I was doing a search on um, what people thought who was Pyramid Head. And um, uh, obviously in the game story, in the film story, they've, they've changed the, uh, the, the, the the character a little bit of the you know, Pyramid Head. And, um, and one of the searches that first came up was who was Pyramid Head? Dax 79. <laughs> and it had me chuckling so much. I took a, I took a picture straight away, and I think that's on. I think I've got the picture on Instagram, or it's it's hidden on there. Yeah, is at the bottom of my thread uh, on 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 my Daxon Nine cosplay page somewhere on Facebook. But uh, that made me chuckle. It Absolutely. Me, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it um, works. And then uh, I also got a great story back from. Um, uh, it was a a, a guy. Had made it might, might be a girl, guy or girl. There's another thing about um, the way the internet works. I'm in constant communication with people, and I don't know who they are. What, yes. You know, I don't know what gender. They're people. They are just the same interest. They're not men, females. Then think they are people of interest, and we all communicate. And you know, they could be 
rich millionaire celebrities or they could be, you know, people who are, uh, are living in bedsits somewhere. You never, you never yeah. know. And this one person, whoever it was, boy, girl, um, contacted me with a fantastic story saying that um, they'd built their pyramid head you know, using my video. And when they were at uh, one of the cons, um, Mary Elizabeth McGillan and uh, uh, Akira Yakamoto were there uh, doing some sort of uh, thing. Yeah. Some sort of probably a talk or something. Uh, Mary Elizabeth is the, um, the woman who does the vocals, the singing for the Sand Hill Games. And she's also a vocal director of um, a lot of animes. If, if it wasn't for her, um, English dubbed anime in, in the uh, Western world wouldn't have taken off. She translates it, she directs them, and really basically um, is a very, very important person in the world of right of, of, of Sand Hill and anime. She's fantastic. So she, she's someone I would like to meet one day. And Akira was there. And... Um, Basically, they signed um, someone's helmet, pyramid head helmet. And they went, wow, this is really good. Or apparently she said, this is really good. Uh, how'd you make it? And they said, oh, yeah, that 29 on YouTube made it. And they pulled up their, their smartphone and went, this guy here. He showed, showed the video, apparently, or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Know, image, video, or whatever. And, oh, they showed uh, the video, yeah. Then they contacted me. Yeah, this was around about, uh, I think, about 2010-ish. So I was really sort of, wow. Uh, since then, I've actually met Akira and chatted to him. So, um, great. Yeah, I've yeah. still got to, still got to go on at Mary's birth, but, um, you know, I've found Akira. Well, he, he's going to be inspired by that as well. I mean, to know that, that somebody out there has, has put the work in. I mean, it, it, like you say, it's mm-hmm. about the graft. It's about putting the work in. And I think that that's, that's one thing that you, that would be an inspiration for them to, to carry on doing what they do. You know, it's, it's people like mm-hmm. you who are able to, to keep their work alive, so I think I think he'll be very flattered by that. Mm. Yeah, no, I, it's, uh, I hope so. So it's funny um, when you look at the hits the videos have had, um, and um, I mean, the best thing at the moment is YouTube have really sorted out their stats, and the yeah. the, um, the dashboard for the user now is incredible, and you can see. Um, You've got to forget about when you do a lot of how-to videos, mm-hmm. you get the stats on how long people watch your videos and which bits they like. You've got to forget that because people pause videos or they download the videos yeah. or they, they lose yeah. when they're working on something. So the stats there are completely wrong. But yeah. all the other stats basically show that, um, you know, they're used a lot. And, um, and it's funny because when I built the, the, the helmets and other things I've built, um, I can see when someone used my videos, even if they don't credit me anywhere or give a call out or contact me, I can tell which one's mine now by how certain bits go together. I'm like, well, yeah. I recognize that because I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that... Just your little, little piece of, of, of DAX 79. Yeah. Yeah. There's little things where you can tell when someone's doing the same. I'm fascinated by, by your method though. Method. Uh, well, you know, just uh, once again, thanks to the internet, Google Images. <laughs> but that's it. So Google Images. You don't just start making the 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 costume. You you start from looking at all the images and you you you, you make a scrapbook. Is that right? You make a scrapbook of 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 all the different sides. Pretty much. What yeah. I do is um I I I basically 
I try to stay away from anybody else who's made the costume at first. Mm -hmm. And I start with just the costume from the film or game or whatever it is. Okay. Start looking at that because you don't want to instantly put in errors and, and things that haven't worked. So I'll start at the core, what I want it to be. And then I'll progress from there. With Pyramid Head, I mean, this is the third helmet that I've made that I'll use now. And um, he's coming back out again, actually, next weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, it's one of those where, yeah, it's just got better over the years. I mean, the, the newest one, I actually um, used a, uh, a file from the computer game, um, Sand Hill uh, Downpour. Um, Pyramid Head's in it for a very country cameo in the game. And um, uh, what I did was I got hold of a, a little, it's basically the, the the game file from the computer game, the 3D elements. Mm-hmm. And um, with that, um, I took the little this little model and um, unfortunately I couldn't edit this model. It was, it was it when, if I was to say, um, create the file, um, flat pack it as it were, and print it out on bits yeah. of paper so it would get the shape. Um, it only came out about two inches big, oh. and um, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't because the way the file was created originally from wherever it was off the net of the, the Sandhill downpour, um, I couldn't edit it or make it bigger. So I had to measure it and draw it out, and it was an absolute nightmare to get this this file bigger. So you literally um, just rescaled it yourself. Oh, I had to rescale it, and it was just, yeah. it was just a nightmare. And then the thing is, a lot of people afterwards are asking if I could help them. So I, I've given the file, I've, the file I found, I've actually put it on my uh, DAX 79 website now, just for anyone to have, and they can go ahead and do whatever they want with it as well. Because mm-hmm. the way I see it is the cosplay, although you know people say mine's the, one of the best cardboard ones out there, and it's the, the most easiest to make, etc. The way I see it is uh, I always give away anything I've made or, or found or any hints that I get, I don't keep my secrets. I like to see other people doing the same thing because, I mean, we've, time's too short to be holding your, your, your secrets on this stuff. And it's nice to know that you've helped somebody else experience what I'm experiencing right now. So, That's good. Um, yeah. yeah. That's really good. Yeah, so this, yeah, this, this little file made it bigger and, um, yeah, it was a nightmare, but it was worth it. People contact me sometimes getting angry. Oh, I can't make the file bigger. I, you know, I can't edit it. And I say, well, I couldn't either. It's just, it's good for, it's, the angles are there, the design's there, you know, this is, this is what I had and I've got. Um, you know, I can't really help you any further. There are a few people out there who get a bit, um, um, you know, you think, come on, guys, <laughs> be happy. Yeah. There's always somebody that... Once, once you do, do half the work for you, uh, for them, so that uh, they can just <clears throat> go ahead and create it. You know, it and it's it, yeah. it, it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of patience. Yeah, yeah. But this is another thing people don't realize. In a video, a video might be. I, try, I tried to make my YouTube videos with costumes about eight minutes of video. I tried to go for. Yeah, it's not. They don't realize that that eight minutes. <laughs> it's yeah, not real time. Um, I mean, Robocop took. Um, to build that, he was 11 months, and it was pretty much it was. I was working night shifts, so I'd get um, my lunch. My lunch on a night shift was an hour and a half, so it was an hour and a half every night, 
then weekends, I would do solid weekends of, you know, maybe sort of 12 hours at a time. And and things wouldn't work out. You know, this is another thing people don't realise. You know, if they look carefully in a video, they'll notice things like with, Le- with um, not Leon, with Robocop, his, uh, his helmet kept changing colour. Mm-hmm. This is because things went wrong. I, I, I had to make three to four helmets because of... Uh, first one I made was too small and I made one that was fantastic and I went away I came back and the cats had eaten it because oh. two cats in the house EVA foam which I is my favorite um material to use that's right um my cats they love it they, they think it they, they eat <laughs> it they cover it and so I oh. can't leave any of my costumes in the house um, the funny thing is, I, li- I live in a set of flats, which has got a, a public hallway that goes to each apartment. Yeah. And um, I, I have a mannequin that lives outside my front door. Yeah. And I, I put my costumes on that. So the people who live upstairs, they have to keep walking past this mannequin, and it's constantly changing from different things. Um, apparently, the guy upstairs finds it incredible because he, when he walks past it, it keeps changing. You know, he's seen the progress. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, that's good. At least, it, at least they're supporting you a little bit there. Yeah, I always get a bit worried because once the costumes start to get in their final stages, and if say, if you a good example, I had my um, Isaac Clark um, who stood stood out there. He's now packed up for Comic Con, ready to go, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But um, when he stood on the um, stand, you get a lot of sort of people getting interested around it, and I always get scared that someone's going to nick apart, you know, yeah. like the helmet. Um, or the plasma cutter, because at one point the helmet, I mean, I've, I've um, started off making the helmet out of paper, then I've fiberglassed it, car filler, um, then I've um, painted it, added LEDs, all this stuff. And once it's finished, it, you know, people go, wow, that helmet's cool, you know. And I always get scared I'm going to go out in the hallway one day and it's gone because someone's stolen it. Um, so it's a bit, it's a bit nerve-wracking having it all out there. So at the Especially moment you're, got... you're moving though, right? So is that gonna are things gonna be better yeah. for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, uh, when I move, I'm going to be moving into a, something. We're looking for somewhere that's got a garage, a double, yes. a, a garage or a, a workshop or a spare room somewhere that will mm-hmm. be locked, where I can be building something or making a YouTube video, and I can lock. The the door and go back to it and it's all exactly the same place. That's but it. People don't realise is where I live I have to actually, everything I've got has to be put in boxes and stored because the cats and, and my, my little girl, my little girl's five years old and they can't have scalpels lying around. That's right. And um, yeah, the, the situation is, it takes me an hour just to get prepped. Yeah. Then I have to do my work and then it takes me an hour to put it all away again. Yeah. Sometimes you get everything out and then something happens and then you, you have to put it straight away again, um, which adds time on. Isaac Clark was a nightmare to make because <laughs> of, he is, I don't know if you've seen the character from Dead Space 2, but he I'm has not familiar, smallest no. little pieces. Yeah, he's got these tiny, tiny little pieces of little panels of all sorts on him. and Yeah. It's almost yeah, it, like you've built him like you've built him out of pixels. It looks like it's all pixels. It's the detail is yeah. microscopic. Yeah, and this is the problem. It's these tiny little pieces everywhere, and <laughs> um, oh. oh, just trying to put it put it away every day. And 
the in and out, in and out. So I'm so happy he's in his box right now. Um, I'm going to, today I've got to, I've forgotten to put a switch in one of the hands. I've got a light in a hand that's supposed to turn on and off and I've yeah. forgotten to put a switch in it. And it's like, oh no, so I'm performing next week and I've uh, worked out my performance piece and I've realised I can't turn the lights on and off on one of my hands. I'm like, oh no, so I've got to do that today and uh, I've got to do a little bit of painting. So. Lots but you'll be all ready for Comic Con, which will be the 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 twenty seventh to the twenty ninth. Are you there for the whole event? Yeah, yeah, the whole, whole event. Um, basically, because I don't get to go to it too often, yes. um, I I go stream and take uh, three costumes, costume each day. Um, a lot of people take one costume um, for the whole event, but I like to. Um, my day one Friday, it's quite quiet on a Friday, if you can imagine such a thing in that place. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I take an easy costume, something I can just walk around, you know, James Sutherland. Familiarize, yeah, familiarize or, yourself. Yeah. Yeah, or Leon, um, Leon, the movie, Leon. Yeah, oh, he's, he's um, one of my favourites. Easy costumes. <laughs> yeah, they're really easy costumes. And you can walk around. Um, people recognise you as a character and they'll take a few snaps. And it's funny because when you're in a, an, an easy costume like that, a couple of people take a picture and they come and say hi. Um, um, the Dax 79 people spot me and say, hey, hi Dax. Um, then day two, Saturday, this is the big day yes. at Comic-Con, really. Yes. Uh, the celebrities are all out and um, there's, a, there's a lot going on. Funny enough, the cosplayers or the ones that have the big suits and big costumes, um, I find that in, at sometimes, it's hard to explain, they are getting more attention than the celebrities. And this is really weird thing that's going on at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was, yeah, I was stood next to the Power Rangers and, um, they were doing some autographs and getting pictures taken. And I had more photographers around me as Pyramid Head um, than the Power Rangers had uh, doing their thing and this was really this is strange because I've never seen yeah. it before like that. I and, think it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a change though I think what's, what's happening is that people are finding that that the celebrity thing is probably not, not as accessible as the, the cosplayers and mm-hmm. I think cosplayers are uh, there's, there's a community that's been built now. It's a firm community mm-hmm. everybody wants to kind of Get, I think I think they just want to be more sociable with each other than than they would be with celebrities. Mm-hmm. I think it's easier to 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 gravitate towards that. I think. Mm, yeah, it's a, it's a strange. I, I, yeah. it's just weird. Um, you know, like when I was uh when I when it was, it was the same Saturday actually. Um, the uh, celebrity Emily Booth who does the Horror Channel and she does some films. She was uh doing some signings, and um, you know she's there charging what 15 quid a signature whatever she was yeah, doing yeah. and she spotted pyramid and she literally pounced over a table ran around and was like you're my like my favorite horror, horror character can i get can i get a picture for my twitter Brilliant. Uh, and i was like yeah okay so she gets a picture and then she's and she turns to her, her camera guy and says oh can we just do a, a quick thing for the horror channel and i'm just stood there holding my great knife and she's talking away doing whatever she does and then she's like thanks and off she went and um yeah this is this funny thing is when the, the celebrities are going over to the guys it's technically one thing you know, the way i find it funny is it's technically a piece of cardboard <laughs> cardboard ball. yeah yeah 
but then so it, it is. isn't that kind of like they encapsulates how um you know you, you feel as though it's this big artificial thing that you're, you're just wearing but uh uh, in a way, that's that's kind of what celebrity is. It's not a real entity itself, mm-hmm. being a celebrity. So yeah. that, that there is a, there is such a strong similarity to the two. Um, but then, mm-hmm. but then people are seeing a finished piece. They're seeing a lot of work done into it. You're seeing all the mm-hmm. uh, the insides. It's like a film. There, you you you've yeah. done this film for months, and you've been looking at all the shots. You, you've been exhausted making it. You're sick and tired of seeing that one shot where you lift the arm up and then you, know, you whatever, and uh, you you see it for what it is. But for everybody else, it's something that's that's magical that's coming out of their screen or or walking along the promenade with with uh, with all these big shiny flashy bits coming out. And I think this this new one, the Isaac yeah. Isaac costume, is. It, it just looks like it's it should be in a film. It looks like it should be somewhere yeah. um, that's not, you know, there. And it's it's a it's a magical thing. Yeah, well, this is the thing, when you wear the costumes, um, what is very funny is the reactions of people. Yeah. So obviously, I can see out and they can't see pyramid head, say, and even Isaac actually. Exactly. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the costumes with helmets. I love being inside it. I also think that this is something I could do for the rest of my life. Um, as in, I could be 91 years old inside a, a Master Chief costume, and I would I would be Master Chief. I wouldn't be an old guy. Yeah. And it's what I, I like the idea that I can hide inside them, and it is very good fun. Um, just just it's it's a very it's very strange how, and also yeah, and also it's strange that people come up to you up to your character. And they talk to it as if it's the character. They talk to you as if you're, you're, you are, you are actually that character. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's very good to, you can tell the difference between the people who build them because there's different, there's people who build them because they love them. Yes. The characters. There's people that build them because they want a good in them. And then there's the models and basically, I mean, where I see it, what I think is hilarious is, um, there's a lot of cosplay girls. This is the problem with cosplay at the moment is a guy can spend a lot of his life building something and putting a lot of love in it. Okay. Um, if I was a girl in a bikini doing it, I would be getting a lot more help and attention. And just sometimes the help, you know, somebody, you know, giving away some free supplies. You know, I've known girls, they just, they go, they can go up to a stand, say a, a Comic Con and something and say, I'd love to use your product for something. And they'll be like, oh, here's a, here's a product. Um, you can have some samples and take this away. And uh, can you just make sure you credit us in your videos? If I went up to them and said that, they'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, girls... that's, that's kind of a thing, isn't it? That's, uh, that girls always get free drinks. It's as simple as that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the guys work harder. But you can tell sometimes, if you look at some cosplayer girls, if you look at their hands, if they've got, Wrecked nails, cut fingers, Calluses, and yeah. um, glue, gun, glue, gun, glue gun burns down them. <laughs> she has actually worked on her costume. If she's got perfect hands, she hasn't made that costume. Her boyfriend's made it. Um, or uh, it's been supplied to her. A lot of people, they, they buy costumes or get commissions, and then they pretend they've made them, which makes, um, say, when you enter a competition, you've got to have all your proof you've made it yeah there's a lot more yeah. than just turn up a con and doing a masquerade you, there's a there's a whole process behind getting onto that stage before you actually get on the stage so yeah, yeah. 
and, yeah. and so it's, it's it's kind of oversaturated in that kind of in the the lack of designers that are being authentic designers and and you'd like to see more of it being upfront and honest but i guess if there's an easy way out for people to to get the uh to get the glory then they're always going to mm-hmm. take it but um yeah i i think that uh the work certainly shows that uh what you do is is that people will look at you and think well you have put work in that and i, th- I think that uh, you probably mm-hmm. don't hear it enough because you know, like you say, it's it it's, uh, seems to be the uh, the bikini wearers or the, uh, the the girls who are doing the Tomb Raider again uh, that get all the attention. Yeah, Tomb Raider, lollipop chains, or yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it seems to be that. But but that's just because glamour is is glamour is one of those things, and I think it's a separate thing. I don't think you can actually group them together uh, for what you do as mm-hmm. to what they do. I, I think that what they do is just it's just a different league. Um, no. So uh, I think you're a designer. You're a, you're, you you are um, you're a fabricator. You you go from the source and you use. I mean, you're using these sheets, these play play mat sheets. That's pretty much the, the kind of materials yeah. that you use. Um, I I, can, I I've never looked at another piece of those of of that foam in the same way since I've seen you using it. Because I'm, I look at it and I yeah. think I think that could be something from Pacific Rim. This could be something from from Battlestar Galactica. And I'm like I'm like no no it's just a mat. But you know you, 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 <laughs> it takes a lot of imagination. Yeah. And I think that if you're coming from that that you're you're, you're in a higher league, um, they have to really be able to to work hard to to attain that level. I think. And I think you're doing a a, a tremendous uh, service to the cosplay community. I hope so. I think uh, so. so yeah, I'd, I'd like to think I'd like to think that um, you know, they're recognising me out there for just it's, it's just it's just art really. It's a skill. I mean, it is a skill. Um, I've, I've, always, I've always I've always liked to draw and I've always liked to do my arts and um, yes. think about this and which is a bit funny. I've got I love filmmaking, but I've got to rely on people. The good thing about cosplay is I don't have to rely on anybody. That's it. Nobody. Yes. And and I can just do my thing. If it goes wrong, I've learned something. That's true. And that's a big thing about it. I learn constantly. I mean, Isaac, uh, I'm, 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 when when you get judged at Comic Con, um, there's a stage where the the judges take you into a, a room, and the three judges or whoever will. Um, basically scrutinize your costume they'll walk around it mm-hmm. they'll poke it prod it um, they'll ask you questions and um, basically just rip the thing apart as it were just they want to know everything about it and um, you know with Isaac there's this the, the, I've actually used so many different different methods because I'd get to a point where I think I don't know how to do that <laughs> how am I supposed to do that Um and I've been looking at my phone. I've got I've got boxes of um, I think my wife hates them. I've got boxes of materials. It's just stuff, you know. Yeah. If, if I were throwing away a yogurt pot, I don't I don't want to throw it away until I've looked it and thought, what is that? Yeah, my, my wife's um, the same. My wife's the same with her jewelry and uh, yeah. craft making and anything like that. You don't throw anything away because you never know. Yeah, and this is the thing. I'm looking forward to when we move. I'm going to have cup. I've decided I'm going to plastic containers. And in these containers are going to be shapes because I need shapes at times. 
Uh, I keep contemplating going down the 3D printer route at times, but then I start to think, then that's cheating in a way. You know, anyone can 3D print. I mean, I've, I've basically, um, I've got all the files put together to build uh, an Iron Man suit. Um, and I've not sat there and started 3D printing one yet because I keep thinking anyone can 3D print a costume and then magnetize it to themselves. Yeah. And it's there's something about sitting there with a scalpel and foam, cutting it, looking at it, heating it up, bending it, and going, yeah, that looks like the part. It's the difference. If it, <laughs> it's like the difference thing. between being a cook in a kitchen and a Michelin chef, basically. Um, yeah. You're somebody who yeah. works with the raw ingredients and uh, you know, who is who is willing to get get the blades out to do the chopping to 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 get all the crushing to all the slicing to to like you say get the glue on your fingers to get get the cuts you know I mean you, you've probably shredded your hands a few times on a scalpel you know it's easily done oh. and, and, and it's the, oh, yeah. and with, with with cooks they just they just want to get the ingredients out of the pack. Just peel it off and pour it on, and then stick it in the oven and walk away. And that's not, you know, that, that's mm. not art. That's not art. That's that's the difference between being a chef and a cook, I think. And it's the same kind of thing as what you're talking about. Yeah, right? yeah. It's just it's the little details. Yeah. Sometimes. And you know you've and done that detail. Li- yeah, you know you've done that. Mm. Well, this with, with Isaac, um, I'm 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 very excited to. Uh, take him out onto the the arena floor, as it were. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited to take stage, actually, because um, it's the, I've, I've thought ahead where I, I I want the lights to complement the stage and the environment, and I've basically um, I don't know. Did you ever see the Robocop per, um, performance piece that I put online? The, the, there was the masquerade, I think I saw, and I've, I've seen a yeah. few videos. I've, yeah. I've found a few videos as well uh, that were on Twitter that weren't from you, uh, from other people with you in there. And yeah, there's a, there's a, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks yeah. exciting. It looks exciting. Yeah. Well, this is the thing is, um, you basically, if you, you're supposed to stick to the rules. A lot of people, I, I guess, don't, but you're supposed to have one minute forty, one minute forty-five. To basically show the piece off and try and basically got to make a performance, yeah. uh, a story, one minute forty that shows off your costume. And what I love doing, and I've done the same for Isaac, is the same as that Robocop, is where I've basically taken the film or in that case the game, uh, found, a, made a story out of out of bits of the of the the game stuff film, whichever one you look at. Using a uh, good old Premiere, bang it yeah. in Premiere, uh, edit it together like it's a, a little a little one minute forty film, um, and then take away the visuals, keep it as an MP3, and then uh, I basically act on walk around in, on the stage in the costume and show it off. And uh, um, yeah, it's just some it's just even putting putting the performance piece together is good fun, but you've obviously it's, it's strange. Um, I put it on my iPod and I listen to it on repeat. And uh, I think I've listened to my one minute 40 so many times. And you start thinking, oh, have I learnt it? Do I know what I'm going to do? And then 
you know, when you're queuing to go on the stage, you're like, oh, right, uh, do I know what I'm doing? And then as soon as, as, soon as the curtains open, you're off. You, you, yeah, that, that, those are the, 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 the butterflies and nerves that, that, that kind of overshadow things. But I think it, that, it just protects you. It's like the lid. It just puts a lid on the performance. Mm. It puts a lid on what you have to do for a moment because there's a moment before you go out where your brain needs to just clear. And it, it's scary because yeah. you, you're thinking, oh, my God, I don't remember anything. But what it is, it's, it's your, your, <laughs> your mind is just preparing for you because you know how important it is. Your brain knows how important it is. And for some reason, it just protects you. And then the curtains open and all of a sudden it just lifts the lid and you're off. Yeah, well, it's funny because um, the queue, basic Comic-Con, you queue for everything. Um, yeah. You know, you queue for the toilet, you queue for money, you queue for <laughs> food, you, you, you queue. It's a part of Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, but the queue backstage before you go on stage is uh, is an amazing place because all the people there have all been through the same process as you. Yes. And you're all there. And I don't think... Anybody in that queue is there to win. Now, there was a documentary struck reality show called Heroes of Cosplay. Yeah. Uh, that Yaya Han. And um, it was basically shredded. Uh, the Sci-Fi Channel made it, and uh, the cosplay community was furious over it. I still watch it, actually, because I, I enjoy watching it just because it's fun to see people doing the same thing. But yeah. it's so staged, as it were. It's, it's, it's a bit cheesy. But... I don't think anybody in that queue is queuing to win. Um, and it's a, that is one of the most amazing feelings back there is you're not really competing. I mean, when, when, when Robocop won in 2014, when they were calling for me to come up on the stage, I was actually busy chatting to, <laughs> chatting to another cosplayer about how good their face mask was. And um, <laughs> then I got prodded and told, you've got to get out there. And I'm like, why? And they're like, you've won. What do you mean you've won? You've, you've won. Oh, right, okay. Um, oh, I'll just try and work out how to get up these steps and then walk out on stage. And, yeah. and, uh, and I think everyone out there, it's, it's an amazing thing that even now I'm going back. Um, some people will say I'm going back to hold my title because I missed out in 2015 oh. uh, due to where I, I, could, yeah. I could not get there. Um, and... Um, so I'm going back now, and people from Jersey, because it's, I'm, it was the first person to ever win uh, a masquerade um, from Jersey, people here are like, right, you're going back to hold the title for Jersey. Yeah. And I'm like, well, no, I'm going to have some fun, actually. <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's a good way of thinking about it. I mean, that's... It's it's easier. The pressure's off. I mean, you've got enough pressure as it is to to remember everything, to to know that you've got everything, that you're taking everything over there, and then also you've got to do this performance. Um, you know, it's it's a lot to think about already. So adding competition to it kind of makes it all a bit messy. Yeah, it's just um, yeah. yeah. I'm saying you know, I'd like to be recognised. You know, the way I see it is going up on that stage and showing off my work. Um, I never know what's going to come of any of it. I mean, I have been invited. Um, I think my, my Halo suit back in 2012, I was invited to a, um, a computer game launch in London where they wanted me to walk around in my Halo no- Noble 6 suit um, while for half of the uh, night and then the other half of the night I would get to, um, you know, party with whoever was there. That all kind of fell through because they, they asked me at such a short notice <laughs> Um, yeah, to, 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 they asked me and I was like, I couldn't get off the island. I just couldn't get away. Um, 
And then uh, an event happened last year uh, abroad again. Once I was asked, would I go over and uh, show off my new costume, which would have been Isaac? I would have sped it up. For yeah. It. Um, but again, uh, you, get, you get asked a little too late. It's very hard to 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 get off and show off. But it shows that people like what I was doing. So yes, I don't really know what's going to happen in the long run. I don't know. It's uh, watch this dead space, as it were. Um, I have no idea um, where where these suits are going and what I'm going to end up doing with them. I, 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 I can imagine. Uh, is your writing in any way kind of influenced by the cosplay thing? Is there a connection? Are, are you writing characters that could possibly be created by yourself, or or yeah. is that are they just completely separate worlds? It's two separate worlds because um, I all, my costumes are copies in a way. They yeah. uh, I take what other people made. I mean, I would love to get my hands on an actual suit. I mean, they had an auction um, yeah. selling props, Pacific Rim. And uh, when the auction went up, I basically screen grabbed every image I could possibly get <laughs> of the uh, Riley Benedict suit um, because I really want to make a Pacific Rim uh, American drive suit. Yeah. I really want to make one. That's um, one, I've yeah, seen that's that, one of your ambitions to get that done. Yeah, it all fell through because the problem is um, I wanted – the thing about Pacific Rim cosplay is it would be my first two-person cosplay I'd, I need to do. It needs to be a duo to wear the white suits and do a Jaeger a performance piece on stage, which is my dream performance at the moment. I really want to do um, a scene where the Beckett brothers walk on stage together in sync. Get into the their sides. That's a huge suit, right man. Stage. <laughs> well, you know, not, not to yeah. the scale of, of what you saw in the film, right? <laughs> yeah, not the yeah, fifty diesel engines per strand. No, uh, no, that's um, not the Jaeger itself, but the drive suits inside. Drive suits, yeah. Uh, but the idea, of, yeah, the, the two characters walking out on stage, one left, one right, and in sync, perfectly in sync, like in the film, and doing a performance piece yeah. of you know. Uh, I just think that that would be amazing, uh, but I'd need somebody. I mean, uh, there's a guy on the island here who um, he does cosplay. There's actually a few cosplayers on the island. Um, they they have popped up, and there's a girl on the island. Um, I can't remember her. The thing is, you use, you use um, uh, aliases. I mean, I'm Dak seventy nine. Um, uh, then there's Matt's Blue Jam seventy seven, and Oh, I've forgotten her username. Um, yeah, she's she she also has built a Isaac Clark from Dead Space One. And it was really funny because she was building hers at the same time I was building mine last right. year, and that's kind of how we found each other on uh, uh, on Facebook because uh, she was building the same suit as me, and it's like oh, she's on the cha- she's in the Channel Islands, and works in town, and um, there's well, a few people. Stu Isaac, mm. uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I've spoken to her once, um, but you know you don't speak to see people. The problem about cosplayers are they're usually hiding away in dark rooms. They're not out and about and walking around. <laughs> they're the, they're the last. Yeah, to, to, the last. Uh, well, I was gonna I was gonna use the word geeks, but that's not even right. The, the, the last. The last to actually leave the basement. Uh, everybody. <laughs> it's uh, but you know it's the, it's, yeah. it's not really a basement thing though it's it's something that you do to in order to bring out 
to the world as a social thing. So it's it's a uh, it's it's quite a conflict of character for some people, I think. Mm. But the thing is, that I think um, you'll find that some some cosplayers are really shy. People. Yeah. Um, it's um, usually the bigger the suit and the more hidden away they are inside, they find they're quite shy people. The more confident um, they are. Yeah, yeah. There, there's the one cosplayer that I find hilarious, actually, um, Kenny Cosplay. Um, uh, I've kind of met him once at, uh, at Comic Con, and he's quite well known on the net, and he's a character and a half. I mean, uh, I watch his builds online and think he's 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 really funny. He 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 builds them because he enjoys building them. Sometimes they completely flop. Sometimes they're completely successful. Um, uh, he's he, yeah, he's he's a great one to watch online um, as yeah, a as yeah. a sort of a how to explain they're not celebrities but they're kind of real people they're known having a with, good with, time doing yeah. it they're all known within a community it's uh, it's very community driven it's like like comedians all know each other chefs know each other it's it, and cosplayers really do get to know each other yeah I made a lot of friends at um, in 2014 um, I, I still talk to them all now. Um, in fact, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's a, it's a great community, and um, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. It's just you a also great know, uh, you remember um, Matt Fittis as well. Even he's he was with us during the drama years in Boston College. He's yeah. uh, he cosplays uh, all of the time. He's he has the one character, of course, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, uh, I'm yeah, not too yeah. sure if he'll he'll be doing the London circuit. I'm not sure, but uh, it's possible yeah, he will. No, he, he does actually. Yeah, he does. Um, uh, he he reached out to me on um, good old Facebook and said, yeah. "Me?" And I said, like, "Oh yeah, I'm you." And um, cosplayers all seem to get known for certain costumes. Right? Yeah, he's always known as his pretty crew guy. I'm always known as the pyramid head. Um, you know, it's funny how you get you get known for certain suits. Um, do you know? Do you know who so, my costume yeah. is? My costume when I, I've been to Manchester Comic Con, I am the uncomfortable guy who is wearing a, a jacket who looks too hot and looks very uh, anxious about being around so many people. That's my character. <laughs> <That's> a... <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm, I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep going, and I'm hopefully one day I will actually roll up in a costume, and uh, we'll we'll see how that yeah. goes. Yeah, it's funny because um, uh, my wife's never been to. Con and she, she I don't think she understands uh, how much I how 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 I need to be there in a costume because uh, she was saying well let's go let's fly over in October and we'll just go and have a, we'll just go and walk around it and I was like yeah, yeah but oh. but I, I don't I kind of feel out of place <laughs> not not having a something on um, you know uh, I, I feel like I've got I've got to be wearing a a, a costume. Right? So it's like yeah, going it's like going up in a, it's like going up in a spaceship without having a, a a suit to to get out and do a moonwalk with you know it's like well I've come all this way I really need to be out there looking out at the world in a different way and I, and I think I can understand that I mean I I think it's uh, I, I'm far more comfortable just walking up to all the artists at the at the at the tables and just asking them questions and talking to them than I am um, than I probably would be walking around in a, in a costume but I think that one day I'd like to figure out what that costume would be but uh yeah my, my wife yeah. my wife's the same thing though she 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 would just be a lot happy just walking around looking at the stores looking at all the things and she probably was well you, you don't need to get dressed up you're fine 
Yeah, I think what it is, you, you're going to find, um, if, I always say this to a lot of people contact me and say, who should I cosplay as? And this is another thing they always yeah. put on, um, on, they always put on Facebook, um, in forums. They put a picture of themselves and say, who should I cosplay? Yeah. And I always say, who, you, you need to cosplay who's in your heart and who you really can, um, yeah. who you really feel like you've got to, it's self-exploration. Yeah, you don't pick something. At the end of the day, it's going to take you a year to build, say, if you build an armor. You don't want to build something you're not in love with. You've got to really want to be that, to build it, and you really want to. So and it doesn't matter if you don't look like the person. It doesn't matter about who you look like and what you are. In some cases, it doesn't even matter if you're a boy or a girl. Just um, pick something that you really feel like you'll be comfortable and confident walking around in. Uh, because there's also the fact that if you're at con, people are going to confront you with all the questions about the character. And some people will start treating you like the character. And if you don't know the answer... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you've got to really feel it in order to be it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. You don't want to just ask but somebody... <laughs> I can imagine that because you know some people just don't know what what to dress themselves as because they 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 if you just go to enough conventions you kind of get an idea of of of, of you know they're probably afraid of being the same person you know appearing in the same costume as as somebody else like you know you always get about five harlequins and you you bound to get mm-hmm. a lot of uh, I can't think of any female that, characters now. That thing. That's one of the coolest things, actually. When you do find someone in the same costume as you, and I think that's different. There's, there's cosplayers and there's yeah. people in costumes. Yes. There's fancy dress and there's cosplay. That's a big difference, uh, you yeah. Can yeah. Dress, you can fancy dress anything you want, but if you're going to cosplay it, it's when you take on the character and have a bit of... You, do some, you find other people. I mean, uh, one of my um, subscribers on YouTube built a pyramid head, and we bumped into each other at Comic-Con. And he was like, wow, wow. And we're both in, it was funny because he was wearing his costume, I was wearing mine, and we got some pictures together and yeah. had a really good laugh over the whole. Uh, it's a um, different spirit because, you, yeah, the spirit is different. Yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, you know, it's people, people who have taken characters and, and done a really, you know, and actually, you know, they, they love the character and they, uh, yeah, that's the, the best ones. I mean, I find some of the most incredible costumes. See, I don't play World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, I don't. Re- I don't know World of Warcraft because um, I've never played it. I just don't have time to play it. I'd love to play it, but I don't have time to play it. But yeah. I think the World of Warcraft costumes are some of the best out there because of all the details and all the, the, the stuff that's you know how incredible they are. And the first sort of World of Warcraft costumes I saw properly. And uh, there's a cosplay, actually, there's a girl, uh, I can't pronounce it, a uh, Kaldori cosplayer. It's uh, a, a Kaldori. girl that, um, mm-hmm. and I met her at um, Comic-Con, and she won the best in show. She won, like, the, the major, the big prize. And seeing her costume that she'd done, and all the work, and the lights, and the, the paint, body paints, um, used expanding foam to make, Different objects and items, mm. the sewing, um, the details, um, and I, I, I was like, "This is incredible!" You know, World of Warcraft, and then you see, you see some others, World of Warcraft as well, um, 
they're just it's just fantastic stuff. So um yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's a, a real really... it's a real art exhibition and I think that it's um it's so good that there, that there's so many people bringing it to light now and I think with the internet that, I mean, there are there are now official magazines for cosplay. There are there, there's so much out there, and I think it's it's a, it's a great um, not just a community, but it's a great industry, a potential industry. Yeah. There, it's really good. But as long as you've got that, you're not you're you're letting the the, the writing just just happen, and uh, any, anything that happens towards making films will will, will kind of come as and when it, when everybody's ready and and children have actually yeah. grown up. And <laughs> well, it's the thing. I think um, with with writing at the moment, um, I need to I'm, I'll keep writing. Yes, you know, that's what I, I I I always do it. I'm using. Um, Really, good. at first I was trying to find a good system to write on. Yeah. I was using Final Draft, and the problem was I'm jumping between laptops and computers and say I'm at work and I get a half an hour break. I want to write straight away, so um, I started using um, uh, is it Celix? Celtics. 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 Yeah, that's um, what I use. So I used, yeah, so I'm using their free system on there, um, which I've got to say I wish they'd stop doing updates with it. Because yeah. as a writer, you only need the basics. You don't need bells and whistles. You need to the format needs to be right, yes. and you just need it to run smoothly. When they do updates by moving things around or moving my note post-it notes, they added a post-it note system on it, which I use a lot now when I'm writing. Yeah. Uh, but then I thought I love Silent Hill, big Silent Hill fan, and um, I know the comics, I know the games. I know the films. Yes. I know everything about it. And I thought, after watching Sand Hill Revelation, which was an abomination of a film compared to, you know, when you've got the games, when you've got that much story, games, good actors, directors, and all this stuff, you've got everything you possibly need to make something amazing. And then you somehow make a film like that. You think, how, what will happen? It's amazing. So thought, right, it's amazing I, how people can mess it up, and we've have had discussions about yeah. that on on another podcast. But yeah, so you were thinking of. So with it, when I was thinking, right, I can't diss the writers and directors until I've given it a shot myself. So yes. I, what I thought was, I was I was a bit angry, a bit angry. I was, I was pretty furious <laughs> with what they'd done with relation. So I decided, with my knowledge of everything. Could I write something better that would be a film? That's and so I, that's what I've been doing as a little side project. And this is the best thing about its website is the fact that I can just log on anywhere and do half an hour, 15 minutes and log off. Um, and I've, I'm, I'm 85 pages through it now at the moment. Um, I'm sort of coming to my conclusions in there. Um, I've put some new characters in and I've kept some of the, the old characters in, and I've taken the, the films that we know and the games, mixed it together to, to come to a conclusion that it's all, you know, it's, it all makes sense. Instead of, and and I think it's actually really looking quite good. So once I've finished it, 
Um, there's a, a guy actually um, over in Canada who um, I got talking to online um, because of Silent Hill and cosplay. Uh, he's called his, his username Silent Nerd. I'll never forget that username. And I sent him a, a bit of the script when I first started writing it. Uh, since then, it's completely changed. So if he's got that or has read that, he can actually put that in the bin. Um, but I'm, I'm, what I'm going to do is, once I've finished it and it's proofread and it's all it's all done, I'm going to send it over to him and let him have a read. Um, and if he comes back and goes, that's really good, then I can then finally turn around and uh, say for a fact that the people that made Sand Hill Revelation need shooting. Um, yeah. And, uh, That's a validation. <laughs> would, you, would, would you take it any further than that, or is this purely a um, um, a, a vanity project, well, a pleasure project for you? Would you take it further? It's a pleasure project. It's a pleasure project, but I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yes. You know, there's one thing writing your own material, but I know for a fact that there's there's so many copy. I don't know. Copyright is what gets on my nerves, actually. Yeah, I'm always that's true. scared of sending things away and it getting in, inspiring someone to make their film. I've heard that a lot. So yeah. when I was at Cannes, so many people that I sent a script to so and so, the film came out very much like it, and they were inspired by my story. When when people keep asking me about things that I do, mm. um, I say, "Well, I do this," and they they, they want to see stuff. And yeah. funny enough. Um, that's why I've just recently I put together my own little website, daxon9.com, because um, it was getting really hard to direct people to all these different locations for stuff. And it's yeah. slowly going to, it looks turning into a, um, a it's hub. like a little hub of where, well, yeah, it's like a little hub where I can put stuff and then I can now direct people to one place. And then they, and there is their filmmaking section where I have a scripts tab with nothing in there because I will put something there at some point, yeah. but I, I also don't know if I should. I keep thinking, should I just put a random? I was thinking of putting a script out, a short, yeah, and then to showcase what you can I do. I was gonna, yeah. Well, I was putting a script there and, and asking people to make it in different to make yeah. to, to see other people making it in different places. You know, it's um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. At all. <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're thinking. It's um, I thought about it myself because of Amazon and because of uh, all the all the possibilities of publication. I've I've, I've written a play. I've written um, a short sketch which I really wanted Sarah Silverman to do. <laughs> like that's going to happen. Um, and the, 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 the play. The well, play. No, you never know. You never know Sarah Silverman. She's she's a she's reachable. She's a, she's a she, yeah, she's actually fantastic. You can you can tweet her quite easily, actually. But I, very, I also I also let you read very... it anyway because it's 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 a it's only a seven minute thing, but it's 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 right up her street, right up her alley, if if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, th- not to take that out of context, but you know, it, th- th- the idea of putting stuff out there on, on on a page for people to read, I think it's important to have tidbits, to have little bits Ooh. to to for people to look at. But uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, like you say, you, you, you could publish something um, as a book, a book of plays or a book of, of screenplays. I mean, no, nobody's doing that. Nobody's actually creating books of short film scripts and saying, OK, whoever's out there, just go make it, 
just credit me with, with, with however you want to, to credit me, but just mm. go and make these these get these scripts realized. Um, but uh, I, I don't think I've seen that as a, as a publication yet. But I, I, I'm kind of wondering if it's worth exploring. Hello. Have I lost you? Oh. Well, I didn't expect that. That was. Uh, have I lost you? Oh, that's odd. I can do this. <laughs> I can. Ah, oh, man. Okay, I can find him. The person you're trying to call is not available right now. Oh no! If you'd like to leave a voice message, please speak after the tone I, and hang up. When I don't. You're done. I don't think I can leave a voice message. I hate leaving, leaving voice messages. God damn it! Okay, uh, so how how is the interview going, guys? Um, I'm. I'd like to while while he's actually uh, waiting to call back. I'd like to let you know that he's available at Dax uh, seventy nine. Uh, dot com. That's dax79.com. And uh, you can contact him through Facebook as well, um, through the Facebook uh, tag of uh, dax79cosplay. I'm going to keep trying him again, um, but it, it's uh, he's a good guy, Lee, and it, it, it sounds like the writing thing. I think we're, we're literally just the same person, just in a different island. I'm try again. The person you're trying to call is not available. Uh, if you'd like I'm just going to pause this one second. Hello. Hello. Yes, someone phoned my phone. Oh, yes. <laughs> And booted you out. <laughs> booted me out. I was. I think I was. I was on. I was making a point, and then I got booted. Yeah. Maybe was that was that a divine intervention or something? Who knows? Uh, so, uh, what were you saying? Um, I think I was saying about pub, um, getting uh, uh, short films published in a book, and then saying to to people out there, just go make these. Credit me, and then just go make them. You know, I I, I want you to see what you can do. Oh. Like, like royalty-free music, royalty-free scripts. Well, yeah, um, but then you you really want to actually be, you know, you know that nobody's going to be out there who will credit you. They'll just take it and just change it and do whatever they want to do with it. So uh, it's 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 a it's a double-edged sword. You've got to be the creator really uh, in order to to get stuff out these days. Yeah, with this thing, with this um this one that I've um this this script that I've just done this feature. Yes. Is science fiction. Um. And uh, but what I've tried to go down the route is um, it's all very it's plausible, you know. I've uh, I've taken stuff and I've, I've twisted stuff in a slight way where um, it's totally plausible yet not plausible at all. That's the know? best science fiction, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it would get people thinking, and uh, yeah, it's one of those. Um, I'm just gonna gamble with this one. I, I wrote it knowing that I was going to gamble with it. it originally, it started off as a, it was supposed to be a short film. Yes. And yes. Uh, <laughs> as I started writing it, it was like, this is too good. I've got to keep going. And I'm one of these writers where I start off with a, an idea and I start writing it and I picture it in my head and I make a film as I go along. I don't write beginning, middles and ends. I don't have uh, an ending or a synopsis. I I, I imagine it as I'm writing. I'm a slow writer. 
I don't type fast, which is better, I think, because um, I can enjoy where it's going. If you think about it, and, years uh, ago, before before computers, uh, people used to type stories out. So they, uh, absorbing your film, I think, for people like mm. Orson Welles and uh, Francis Ford Coppola and any of those mm. writers, they, they, they took their time. And I think that's uh, something yeah. that's, uh, yeah, I think that's that's a part of it, yeah. part of the experience. I think once I first finished it, um, I've, I think I've done five passes on it altogether. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, 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 it's a nice, it's, it's all kind of, you get to the end of it. And even now when I get to the end, when, I, when I'm doing a pass on it and just, or just simply reading through it, I get to the end of it and I, I always get a little tingle on my arms. It sounds funny. Um, it's such, it's tied in a nice little bow, uh, yeah. but it's also got so many little things that could be, could make a sequel. It's like, I, I'm quite happy with it actually. It's like, uh, but I'm, it's gonna, I'm gonna gamble with it. I've contacted, I've reached out to, um, I missed the deadline for the competition that I wanted it for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then seeing, uh, seeing my, um, online buddies at Cannes made me think, you know what? <laughs> I think, I saw a thing somewhere about the pe- people who don't gamble uh, are the people who never will never succeed or something like that. When I went to when when Venial was made, it was made deliberately because I had a feature film as well called Eloquence, which was sitting there, very similar atmosphere. The idea was this this ten minute short would would if anyone said, could you make a feature film? Be a, it's a platform, yes. yeah. Uh, I had one guy very interested with eloquence. Um, he, he contacted me a couple of times. Uh, all of his stuff said LA. Uh, it all looked very positive. He asked if I'd just send the script to him. Uh-huh. And I got a bit worried about Yeah, exactly. I got really worried about it. And I then started looking at his copywriting. Um, I had difficulties working out. I, I, I joined a company called Future Right, Future Right, copy, copy, Future Copyright or something. They've yes. now gone completely, um, along with uh, any documentation showing that my scripts are, I don't know where, I, don't, I get worried yeah. about them. And, and with, with Eloquence, it was like, um, I, I ummed and erred and faffed around, and then I lost that window of opportunity. And... It, in some ways, I don't know, did I lose a window of opportunity or did I save a script that never, never going to get made? <laughs> did, did, I don't know. It was like, um, yeah, yeah. You never, that's, that's one thing that's always made me think, I don't know, that, that could have been something. Then I might have been ripped off. I might have been ripped off and been angry. I might have got it made and been angry. I might yeah. not have got it made and angry. So, I, I think the world of the writer is generally basically it's it's in that zone, and success is one of those things that you kind of you just you just don't expect to happen. You know, I, th- I think it, you just kind of operate in a, in a system of well, you know, you, you write that, you let it go, you write that, you let it go, and it's very hard to do that. It's very hard. Well, yes, yeah, you spent yeah you know, for for the one I've just done, it took me you know with my slow writing. To get it where it is now, it probably took it took a year to yeah. to to write, um, edit. You know, it's a year to write a, a film, and 
to to know it's sitting there. Everyone who's read it loves it. Yes. And you just know that if the right person got their hands on it, it'd be great. And the right, you know, it just it's just such, and then Sharknadoes are getting made every five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, but that that's the frustrating thing because uh, those are people who actually have the connections in the industry. They are on the inside and they are able to to get schlock moving a lot faster because they're in they're already in the sewage system. A lot of it's luck. Yeah. Viral luck. It is. It is luck. Well, that's what I thought. Is um, I wrote this one, and I'm going to, have a, I'm going to ask for some uh, advice from some um, people who know the industry. Yes. Um, luckily, I know a couple of people who are in the industry. And that's and that's the part of I'm the luck. Gonna... That's the part of it. That's that's getting those people keeping them. It is luck. And I'm just <laughs> literally just going to. That's what I know. Which is the best competition to enter into? Who's the best person to copyright it with? And then I'm going to let it go and see what happens. Yeah. And if nothing happens, um, it's gone. It, it, it's <laughs> it passed, yeah. I'll yeah. be sitting in the cinema and see a trailer for a film and go, this sounds familiar. Yeah, oh, you, you don't want okay. that to happen. You don't want that to happen. It's like, it's like when um, I, I contacted you um, a while back regarding a, a film, a short film I was putting together. That's right. Um, about, yeah, and that that was a, that's an interesting story there because um, I wrote a script which the story is um, very much about um, suicide and mm-hmm. demons. And um, I had people interested really wanting to help me and do this uh, until people I, I put together I always put a visual storyboard together That's as in right. I, I draw it and I, I put music over it and stuff and then I'll do the voices of the characters and I make a little little video it's like a it's like a little cartoon of this this, this storyboard and I'd give this animatics yeah mm. yeah I'd, I'd, I'd uh, I put the script together and people had read it and then once they saw the storyboard and realised how dark it went in areas, people backed away. They, they said, uh, you can't do that here in Jersey. You can't do that in Jersey. I was like, well, why can't I do this in Jersey? Oh, well, people won't like it. And that was like, really? No. I mean... Yeah. Uh, and um, that's that's always angered me because I've... I've I really wanted, there's a certain hotel on the island which is um, uh, closed. I went up there to get inspiration to write it. And if I could just get into that one hotel and have a handful of actors, two weeks, I would love, I'd just love to do it. I'd just love yeah. to do it. And uh, people, once again, it's just uh, when you live in a small place, if you can't get your people to come along with you and just, just, take a gamble on you just let you do it <laughs> just do it and i think it, it, as so, it seems as though that uh, jersey is growing still right it's got a, it, it's it's people come and go and you never oh, know it's, I, yeah it's, it's packed at the moment people um since uh, europe opened up as it were jersey's absolutely crammed yeah um with people There's a lot a lot of people here um but the short films that are made here um there's a there was a good a good short film made here. There's a, another little group called Jersey Film Project, um, which um, a, a, an artist on the island called Eddie Gumpier, um put together a group. I got talking to him because he had a, an idea for a feature film, and uh, he passed. I got I said, well look, pass me a feature film and I'll have a read of it. 
and he, he sent it to me and it was not formatted. It was just loads of words on a page and some descriptions of stuff. So I spent, um, I'd say three weeks rewriting his script and turn it into a film and just um, formatting it getting it all straightened it, up yeah yeah got, i just tidied it up and got it all looking right it was his 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 story i didn't really change anything i i, I added a bit or took a bit away or just tidied it but really it was it was all his work and um he said he wanted to make a feature we got chatting and got got pretty good friends actually you know was, I, i'd like to you know i'd like to work with him more but we don't really get to due to everyone um, having lives yes. and um, I, I met this guy and uh, a guy called Ruben who uh, who's a fantastic um, cinematographer um, and um, so there are these other people on the island and they, they Ruben basically when when I was putting this feature film together I said to I said to Eddie and, um, and Ruben that uh, it's basically to make this we only a lot of lot of people a lot of time to make it and we tried getting a lot of people together to make this feature film um, which was a, a, a comedy horror which everyone always usually goes down at birthday and um usually yeah this this yeah and and he's still got the script i think it's got a lot of potential um so it would be nice to see it get made at some point but i said to, i said to said to him you know you need to make more shorts and during this i was busy, I can't know what I was doing, I think it was something to do with Comic-Con or something, I was doing something and Ruben and Eddie went away and made a little short film called Chaos which is up on YouTube now um, and this little short film is just them two having a play and it's fantastic and if people could um, imagine that uh, there are us uh, Vera Pictures and Jersey Film Project there are filmmakers on the island, um, and I think there's some potential for something, some absolutely amazing stuff. Um, but once again, as I say, it's the problem with everyone wanting their name in the credits, but not um, no one's actually helping out. That's right. Yeah. Or they're, af- or they're afraid say, of the material, afraid, a fear of the material as well, it seems, as well, for the suicide well, one. Yes, but they, what they don't realise is... Um, the suicide one isn't that bad. It is. It's suicide. It's dead. It's dreadful. But, but yeah, yeah, it's got a meaning behind it. There's a reason for it. Um, yeah. Now, I have a feature film, which is more than a feature. Uh, I wrote something. I was going through a bit of a, a bad time myself, and I wanted to write something that I would find every scene in it funny. I wanted something where, you know, when you watch a film, there's always them scenes which let the movie down. Yes. Yeah. I wanted I to write something that didn't have that, that was dark comedy, but I could push as far as I wanted. And, uh, and I wrote this uh, a film, uh, which is it's, it's massive. It's, it's like 300 odd pages. Um, and then, um, then I wrote, because I realised I'd never make the, I'd never, never make the film. It's too big. So I wrote a short film, a 15, 15 minute film of the full film. So it's a yeah. 15 minute version of 300 pages. And then I made two sub story, um, short film script. So I've got the domino effect and then I've got the domino effect short and then I've got um, the domino matrix and the dominoes down. 
so I've had a handful of people that have read all the material there and they find it's, it's they say it's hilarious and there's so much there but the best thing about this this reality is if you asked me to write another short film within the the universe I could because there's a whole reality going on in there and there's exactly. all these characters and they're all but this the best thing is that you kind of like everyone but they're all bad guys. There's no yeah. good guys. And if you find a guy, you think they're good, and then you find out, actually, no, they're bad. <laughs> and um, I, I know what you yeah. mean, though. I know what you mean, though, because uh, the, these characters have such a life of their own, you can put them in any situation. You just think of a situation and say, okay, well, these characters can still do that. And uh, yeah. it's, it's forever expansive, and that's 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 a good uh, that's a good way to, to, to lead your characters because everybody can relate to them then. Thank you very much, Lee Thorne, for uh, for um, being a guest on this uh, podcast, and uh, I will just let everybody know where you are and, and where they can find you. Um, this, it's mm-hmm. dax79.com is your website. Yeah, yeah. If you go there, you can follow links to get to anywhere else. Because um, I am on Facebook. Everything's on there. Com. Uh, yeah, Dax79 cosplay, and then there's YouTube, Dax79. I mean, if you Google Dax79, I think I own like three pages of stuff. So yeah, it's very. <laughs> so, you do totally leave a paper trail. You've left a trail. That's good, and that's you've left your mark on Google search. So that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, people always find that funny if you type in Dax79 and go to Google Images. It's just loads of pictures of me in yeah. costumes. It's <laughs> so great. It's pretty successful. <laughs> and so, yeah, yep, that's what. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is this is only the beginning, Lee. That's uh, I'm, I see good things for you, and I, I I wish you all the luck as well for uh, for Comic Con in London. And uh, okay then. Okay, right. thanks well, a lot, buddy. I'll see you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you very much, Lee Thon. It. Um, I never know how to end those. Well, we, we seem to, we, I always seem to say goodbye and they seem to say goodbye, but the technology seems to just muffle us completely. So it kind of just sounds like we just drift off, but, uh, that's, that's the conversation. That's, uh, it was great to talk with Lee and, um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to looking at his work, sampling his work and, and seeing more from him in the future. We're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're, we're fighting the fight. We're really, Looking for people who want to stay to to really go the distance. We're looking for creative minds who who understand uh, the creative process. We're looking for those people who who are enthusiastic to to look at other people's work as well. Anyway, I'm out of here. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope this rides well, and um, we'll, we'll we'll see if we can uh, make a few more of these soon. Let's not stop at six. Let's not stop, let's, let's not stop there. There's more than just six out there, I'm sure. It's just a reminder, you can catch us on stevenradford.com and on iTunes as well as YouTube. So please check those uh, areas out. Look for us by name. What are you doing? I know. What are you doing? You want to say hi? Yeah. You see? You know what's going on. Okay. We can do it. All right.